0: Have you ever wondered what true greatness really is? If so, well, then you've found the right show. On this podcast, you'll hear real people sharing real stories of real change. Welcome to the Searching for Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fleer, and I am so glad that you're here. On today's show, I have another solo podcast. I have a few of these planned out. We'll see how they go, if I'll do them for season two or not, but I thought it'd be fun to do a few topical solo episodes. I just got an email notification today that the show has received over 3,000 downloads, so that was encouraging to hear, and thank you so much if you're listening to this and you download the show You're part of that, so thank you so much for that. Just a quick reminder, if you have not done so already, I'd love for you to go on to whatever platform you listen and give the show a rating, hopefully five stars, at least four, and write a review if you're able to, and subscribe. That way the show just automatically downloads into your feed. You don't have to think about when a new episode's coming out. It'll just be right there for you. Today's topic that I am going to talk about is Access Granted. Access Denied. No one likes hearing those words. We like to be able to access what we want to and when we need to do it. We have so many ways to access communication today when we desire to connect with someone. We have social media, cell phones, email, the list goes on and on. And if you were denied access to any of those methods of communication, there would be a lot of frustration and maybe even panic. Imagine you needed to tell your friend life-saving news about a situation they were about to walk into. You pick up your phone and as you go to call them, a message pops up that says, access denied. You try another app and it says the same thing, access denied. You run to your computer and hope that something is wrong with your phone, and as you go to start an email, another dreaded pop-up message says, Access denied. Wouldn't that just be awful? That would leave me feeling helpless. We're so dependent today on instant communication, wherever we want it, and whenever we want it. It's awesome to think about, really, how easily you can connect with people today. But there is a connection that is even more amazing than our phones and computers. For those who have a relationship with Jesus, the Father is always available to talk with. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, we have the gift of full access to the throne of God. A believer of Jesus has access granted, and yet for a lot of Christians, we take that access for granted. And never take advantage of all the blessings that are available with prayer. You may think, how can a person on earth actually talk with God? Well, it's actually somewhat like Bluetooth. Have you ever thought about how cool Bluetooth is? For a Bluetooth connection to happen, two separate devices have to agree on a number of points before a conversation can begin. And the same is true of a human and God. Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Notice the word repent. A person's need to change their mind and acknowledge their sin to God, and acknowledge that Jesus' sacrifice is the only thing that can pay the penalty that sin deserves. The baptism in this verse is meaning to be spiritually born again. It's a heart change. To receive forgiveness through faith in Jesus alone. And then the Holy Spirit will be given. Notice the end of the verse says, it's a gift. The Holy Spirit is not a reward to those who are good people. It's a gift. Given the moment one puts their faith in Jesus Christ. So just like Bluetooth... When a person and God agree on those things, a pairing can now take place, and once the initial pairing happens, it'll always be there, full access granted, wherever you are, and whenever you want it. Prayer is disconnecting with the world, and connecting with heaven. Recently I was listening to a sermon and the preacher said, we talk a lot about prayer, and yet actually do very little. Why is that? Prayer is so awesome. Prayer is powerful. But you know what else? Prayer is strange. I mean, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Now, don't take what I'm saying out of context. I believe in prayer, and I know how real and wonderful it is. But there's nothing like it. I've been a Christian for over 20 years, and it is still hard for me to wrap my mind around the thought that I can actually talk to God, the creator and sustainer of the whole universe of everything. Now, when I think about how incredible prayer is, I'm always baffled. Why don't I pray more? When I drive a truck or tractor during harvest season, I'll load up my phone with podcasts to listen to throughout the day, and sometimes I like to listen to preaching sermons. One day I remember I downloaded a few episodes that were messages about prayer. Now, why would I do that? Well, I realized that was an area I needed to improve on in my life. It's a little funny to think about. I already know I need a better prayer life. I don't need a sermon to point that out to me. So why don't I just fix the problem? And I think for myself, I can just simply forget what prayer actually is and what it does. In my mind, I can make prayer so complicated and profound that I miss out on the full blessing of prayer. I have a mediator in Jesus Christ. I am nothing. But because I trusted Jesus to be my savior, I have access to the throne of God. I can actually talk to God. Now, how exactly do I do that? And how can you do that? Well, I remember as a young boy in children's church being taught to fold my hands, bow my head, close the eyes. And I think all those things are good things. But sometimes I think we can get too focused on the posture and physical nature of prayer that we don't fully grasp what we're actually doing. It's important to have reverence for God. And to respect his holy nature. I think that's very important. And to remember that he is the king of all kings. But you and I can actually talk to God wherever we are and whenever we want to. He's always going to listen. What a friend we have in Jesus. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. Always. We are always in the presence of God. I know I forget that a lot of times, but it's so true. Let me ask you this. Would you pray differently in your bedroom if Jesus were sitting there, sitting right on the bed, listening to every word you said? Would you have a different level of focus if Jesus were in your prayer group at church? Wouldn't that be cool? You're in your circle with other believers, and Jesus is sitting right there in the circle praying with you guys. I know I definitely would. It's really cool to imagine what that would look like, what it would feel like. But in reality, Jesus is already there. No, you can't visibly see him or audibly hear his voice, but Jesus is present and he cares. Learning how to pray doesn't begin with what you do with your hands and your eyes. It begins with your heart and your mind. Coming to the realization that You're in God's presence and communicating with someone who understands and cares. I think something that's so important to realize is how awesome this access to God is. Yes, you are talking to the God of all things, the creator, the sustainer of the universe. But we have a mediator, someone who bridged the gap. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, I can come boldly to God and talk with Him. You can have a conversation. I really used to struggle with this and had a mindset of prayer that was holding me back from having a better relationship with God. I used to, when I was younger, have these prayer lists, and I think prayer lists are awesome. I still use prayer lists today. It's good to write out requests, write out praises, go through things that are important to you and that you want to talk to God about. But for me, I had my prayer list in the morning, I had a prayer list for the nighttime, and I had this mindset that I had to get through the entire prayer list every day, and if I wasn't going through that, then God wasn't going to take those requests as important. He wasn't going to listen to my prayers as well because I wasn't hitting on those every day consistently. I'd think, if I skip a prayer time, God won't answer some of my prayers, now, it's good to pray often. The Bible teaches that. We're supposed to pray without ceasing. But I think I used to get that a little mixed up. God doesn't have a memory loss problem. If you pray something to God once, it's not like he just hears it that day and then you need to tell him the next day or he forgot about it. It's good to pray about things every day. It's good to pray to God about things you care about. but. It is a relationship. It's not just putting dollar bills into a vending machine and trying to get something back out of it. You're actually talking with God. We don't need to pray the exact same prayers every day. I'd say for me personally, I've become better at just talking with God every day like he's my heavenly father. There is a level of intimacy with prayer. The Bible tells the Christian that once you're saved, you've been adopted by God. Yes, he is king of all, but we get to be the child of the king. Something that might be beneficial in your prayer life is coming to God with the reverence of acknowledging him as your king, but also knowing that he is your father. I know it's made a difference in my life. It's good to pray with the right spirit. I'm going to read a verse from Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. It says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And I think that verse is a good reminder for us when we're coming to God with our prayers. We should be coming humbly, having a respect, a reverence for who God is, who we're talking to. We should be seeking God's face. We should be seeking his will for us rather than just our own. And if there's sin in our life, we should be confessing that to, to him with the hopefully desire to be repenting of that and turning from that and that God will help us. And that's a promise there. If we come to God with the right spirit, we're talking with him, he will hear our prayers. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That word fervent, it means with passion or intensity. And avail means help or benefit. I think it's important for Christians to passionately pray and to pray for other people in their life. It may seem small, but the Bible says it's a big help. It says there. That's a promise. If you have a passionate prayer, uh, intense prayer for someone, it's going to help a lot. It's going to be a great benefit. It's been said one time that if every Christian was praying for other people in their life and nothing about themselves. If everyone was doing that, you wouldn't ever have to worry about your own request because everyone would be praying for you. And if only that were true in the world, I can see in my own life, there's so many times that my friends or people in the church might be going through things and I might think to pray for them on Sunday or a Wednesday service when I see them. And it kind it kind of is like I'm missing out on a blessing. I'm missing out on helping them. I'm not fervently praying as much as I could be to help them. And like I said earlier, prayer's strange. It's kind of weird, but the Bible teaches prayer is impactful. Uh, prayer does make a difference. We need to be motivated to pray. Pray in faith. Trust God in prayer trustee's listening and what's that mean well at prayer when you pray in faith it's believing not only that god can but believing that he will i remember this summer i think it was like in august i can't remember for sure that uh we had been really dry and hadn't had any rain this year and i remember just sitting in the truck when we were chopping and praying for god to send rain and it's like you know when i pray this Am I really believing that God's going to, or is it just kind of something I say because that's what you're supposed to do when you're a farmer? You're just supposed to pray for rain. I remember thinking that, like, do I actually believe rain's going to come, or am I just kind of going through the motions? And I remember it was maybe a day or two later, we were watching a movie with my brother-in-law at our house, and you heard this thunder crack. And no rain was forecasted. Nothing was expected. And we were kind of like, wow, what was that? I think that was thunder. And we got two inches of rain that night. And that was just kind of a reminder to me. When you pray, God can do anything. He's God. He can do it all. And so many times in prayer, we just kind of go through the motions. Yes, we might think God can, but are we praying like God will? Don't ever let someone tell you that prayer will not change things. That prayer makes no difference. I was listening to a message from Mike Pelletier, and he told the story about there's this college professor who on one of his exams, and it was at a Bible college with these uh, students in this Bible class, and he put a question on one of their exams that said, does prayer change things? yes or no. And all of the students put yes, and all of them got a check mark wrong. They didn't know why. They were like, prayer does change things. Why would this be marked wrong? So one of the students went up to this teacher at this Bible college and said, why did you mark it wrong? And the teacher said to him, prayer doesn't change anything. God already has everything planned out. Your prayer does nothing. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, if prayer does nothing, why does Jesus teach to do it? Why is there this verse that says, if you have a fervent prayer, it benefits greatly? Why is the Bible full of examples of people praying to God? Why does Jesus pray so much when he was here on earth doing his ministry? If prayer doesn't change things, if prayer doesn't help us, help other people, then yeah, there's absolutely no point. There's no reason to pray. There'd be no motivation for it. So don't ever let someone tell you that prayer doesn't matter, that prayer doesn't change things. The Bible's full of examples of prayer having an impact and us being told to pray. So in conclusion, I just wrote, want to remind everyone that we have this awesome access to god don't take that access for granted you've been granted access to the king to your father you have a relationship have conversation with god pray without ceasing pray fervent prayers and it will make a difference it will make an impact in your life and in the lives of other people Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We'll be back next week with another story. And I hope that you keep listening. It means a lot to me. And thank you so much. Toodles and happy trails. Until we meet again.